Now the words I speak and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. It's kind of strange to be standing while I'm giving a sermon. <laughs> Maybe I should bring my chair. <laughs> On uh, the end of last week, I went for a cycle ride at um, about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I was down at the mount, just as the sun was trying to sneak through the clouds, Uh, so this is kind of what it looked like, and I was standing there thinking, why is it so dark at 7.20 in the morning? We're miles away from the shortest day, I thought, and then I looked at the date, and I went, oh, actually, we're just over a week away from the shortest day. (laughs) Where did that three months go? The last time we were in this church, we weren't worried about the heaters. Probably more worried about air conditioning. Had all the windows open. It was still hot and summery. We were in Lent. Uh, so we finished Lent, done Easter, Pentecost, Trinity. Three months since we were last here. A lot has changed since we were last in these pews. Over the last few days, Bonnie and I have been trying to catch up with some of the television that we've been recording. Uh, So we've gone back to things that no one else in our family wanted to watch what we were watching, so we had to wait until most of them have left. Uh, So we've been watching things recorded in the end of March. And the ad breaks there, with all the kind of advertising the news, it's very strange to go back and watch what television was like and what the news was like three months ago. A lot has changed. Our world is different. For some of us, that experience will have been really good. For some of us, it would have been terrible. And for many of us, the experience was somewhere in the middle. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. So this morning, you're not going to get a long sermon from me. You've had enough of those after the last three months. Uh, I think what's more important is that if we have a chance just to tell some of our stories, just to reconnect with people and to talk about what it was like. So I've got three questions to get us going to start off with, and they're going to come up one at a time. So I'm going to give you a moment to, uh, you might need to click it again. There we go, that's the first one. So the first question, so I want you to find someone that you're willing to talk to for a little while and tell some of your stories. And to listen to their stories. So the listening is as important as telling the stories. So the first question, I thought we'd start with the positive. What was the most memorably good thing about lockdown three and four? What was the most memorably good thing? And some of the children might like to do this as well, Theo and Karis. You might like to talk about what was the most, what was the best part of being in lockdown? Where you going? Have a conversation. All right. The next question. So we've done the positive. Hope you've stuck with positive. But the next question is, what was the hardest thing about being in lockdown three or four? Alright, last question. What was the gift of this time? 
Does anyone want to share anything out of those conversations? Yvonne. some different people. I've heard that from other people actually who had some really good conversations with people that they didn't normally talk to. Yeah. Any others? No traffic. No traffic? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on in this part of the world. damage we are doing to this planet. Now we've got to do something about that. But yes, absolutely. Stephen. Sorry? Uh, that was a gift. Absolutely. Not many people dying in this country. You just look at the news from overseas and it's... And we were very close to that. They reckon we were a week away from that. Uh, and that would have been our story as well. So... Um, People like Margie and Kate will be very grateful that uh, their lives weren't overwhelmed by this. Instead, they were bored because there wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> Tom. Somebody else was praying. It was one of the things I enjoyed. Bonnie and I praying each day together at 9.30. Casey, she had to wake me up. If it was a weekend, she'd kind of shake me. <laughs> it's 9.30, go up. It's time for praise. <laughs> yes. John, I think it gave us time. It didn't matter what we were actually going through in our personal lives. But it actually gave us time to realise how many gifts we were actually receiving. During the day, when, when we're back to normal, you really don't have time to set things up. But for me, personally, I realised that there was so much that I was receiving and I did like the time off. Right. <laughs> Stephen, they're forgiven. You don't need to come to church for that. God just forgives you and says, 
Try harder next time. No need to stockpile those. So I have one more question and it comes out of our gospel reading this morning which I actually extended to the longest version of it. Um, This morning's gospel reading is a very important reading for us Franciscans. Uh, It was this reading that's um, the reading set down for the feast of St. Matthias. St. Matthias is the guy who was elected to be the 12th Apostle uh, in the book of Acts to replace Judas, and uh, his, his feast day is the 24th of February. And St. Francis of Assisi went to church, he went to Mass every day. Uh, and on that feast day in 1208, he heard that gospel reading and he said, This is what I've been looking for. That gospel reading gave him the basis for the rule for the Order of Friars Minor. So he and his brothers immediately set out to live what we heard this morning, literally live it, which is why I read the bits about no two tunics and no money belt and no sandals, because that's what they embraced, that's what they tried to do. It is the foundational reading for the Franciscan movement. The reading began with a summary of what Jesus had been doing up to that point. So he'd been teaching about the kingdom of heaven, And that's what we had been looking at leading up to Lent, Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. And then he'd been acting out what the kingdom of heaven looked like. So that was the piece after the Sermon on the Mount up to this morning's reading. And then he commissions the twelve. So it's the only time in Matthew's gospel they use the word, he uses the word apostle. And then he tells them what they need to do. Now the word that came out in nearly every single commentary that I read about this was compassion. God's compassion. That's what Jesus was about. That's what the kingdom of heaven is about. Compassion. So my last question in light of that is, where have you experienced the reign or the kingdom of heaven during this time? Thinking about how Jesus describes that reign. Where have you experienced the kingdom of heaven during this time of lockdown? So turn around. This is the, this is the sermony bit of the sermon. But you're going to sermonize yourselves. Where have you experienced the kingdom of heaven? You've got a few minutes to talk about that. I'm a little loath to uh, interrupt this conversation. But I think before we do the prayers, we should um, stand and affirm our faith in the God we have experienced over these last three months using the creed that we've been using for the last three months. So that's on page 481. You, O God, are supreme in power. You create 